It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hecker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being too subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. Might have to go eat at Chipotle. Even if it is just performative, it still benefits the LGBTQIA plus community, so it's something. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. Making all sorts of uh, noise. All sorts of um, all sorts of controversial waves. Alice Shattuck is uh, John Stewart, who was on with Colbert last night. Was that last night? Uh, yeah, I think was on so. with Colbert last night, and um, is uh, Colbert was back to his studio. Actually, went with a lab leak theory, which is um, quite mm-hmm. a uh, quite a departure from where the left is supposed to be. Right. And a departure from Fauci Island and something that I believe is significant because we we didn't expect to hear this from any uh, lefty progressive. I mean, it must be mainstream if John Stewart's saying it. Well, I mean, it's interesting. So this is it was interesting because it, certainly Colbert was not didn't see this coming. No. And although this was a bit by Stewart, it was it made the point mm-hmm. that it was made in the lab. And this is this is not where the left is supposed to be right now. You are not not so supposed to be suggesting that there was uh, th- that this was at all uh, malicious. Or I mean, th- this could cause hate against Asian Americans. I don't know if Stuart thought of that, but isn't it interesting how really this is this is um, f- forbidden? Mm-hmm. Really, because this was 
something in the perimeter of where Trump was. Right. Trump said it, so we can't believe it. And that's all that matters yeah. in this time. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating fascinating to me that we're here. Why do I sound like I don't... Nope. That's why I sound like that. That's why it's something's happening here. Check one, two. Uh-oh. I don't know. Blame murder on the Millennial Express. Yeah. It, it's funny. Every time you guys use the studio, when I come back, something's different. Okay. I think... I don't like the sound. Ooh. Ooh. Alice, maybe we need new, new equipment. Uh-oh. Or maybe there's just a lot going on here. All right. Do I sound okay to you? You sound okay to me. Okay. I apologize out there, guys, if you're getting this, if this is uh, sounding crappy to you, but... You know, this stuff has taken a beating. This is this mixer here has been to the Democratic Republican Convention in Cleveland and in Philly. It's been to two Super Bowls. It's been to probably a hundred remote broadcasts from the days of Boston Herald. Um, so let's listen to this Colbert and uh, John Stewart. I still think John Stewart's a jerk. I'll always think he's a disgrace. <laughs> he um, gets no credit from you. No. No, he's not. He ruined a generation. He made a generation of, of people who didn't need to be any stupid or stupid. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. So, and that's kind of. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Not, listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, but, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps there's, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance. Well, but, I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, how did this, so wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> And you're like, no, I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and <laughs> then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, second, wait, okay. A, wait a second, wait a what second. What about this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey... It's interesting how Colbert's trying to t- talk him down. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Stop wait, it. Wait. Stop it. There are people who listen to this and watch this show who won't like what you're saying right now. John, mm-hmm. this is my livelihood. This is possibly your livelihood. I have Fauci on next week. Stop. Well, not just Fauci, but a certain country, Alice, where a Wuhan coronavirus lab is located, <laughs> has business interests uh, in in the fortunes of Steve Colbert. 
goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know, maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. That could be, he says. That could be. You want me to keep going? Okay. No, we're no. fine. Okay. Uh, um, and it is, it is re- worthy of remark, of note. That Stuart, of course, he's is normally this is his normal oversimplification, etc. But he's coming from somewhere where he's just using common sense. Yeah, you know that you've you've got to be suspending common sense for a out of a pure passion if you're not coming to this conclusion. Right. And then a bit later in the clip, Colbert says, repeats something that's like a leftist talking point, like, oh, well, they put the lab there because they have a lot of zoonotic crossovers there. And that's why, like, they put it there to study because they have the bats there. That's not actually true. The bats, they bring them from somewhere else that's thousands of miles away in a totally different part of China. That's where the crossovers happen, where the bat caves are. They do have a wet market there, but they have wet markets everywhere in China because they eat, like, weird animals that they're slaughtering live at the market that's just i mean that's everywhere in china that's so they did initially try and link it to that wet market but um i mean we know that the wet market thing is not true because that was in december they were linking all the cases to the wet market and we know that they have recorded cases in november and it probably dates from even earlier than that i mean they've looked at satellite data and stuff and said that um that you know, they Who can was it? see. Um, it was uh, my friend. What friend? It was just my friend. Toast? No. Beth? No, a friend we saw this weekend. Caroline? No, but at that. Oh, Monica. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So, uh, is she going to take the gig? I don't know. Um, hmm. So, if you want to know what that's all about, just uh, DM me. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, in any case, um, that that's not true. What he, what Colbert says later that like they located the lab there because there's a lot of crossovers there. Like, it's it is sort of a big coincidence that right at this special lab that does gain of function research with bat viruses, we have um, you know a, a this crazy bat virus breakout, and that we can't find this particular virus in any animals right now. And also what Colbert says is, well, you know, Dr. Fauci said that they're going to look into the to the sort. My God, what a Fauci sycophant this grown man is. He's in his yeah. 50s at least, is deferring immediately. In other words, you know, it, it is written you know, mm-hmm. that, the, you know, the high priest Fauci has said that they're going to look into it, John. So stop, John. Stop making all this noise. Yeah. It, it, it is also very unusual that you would have one comedian... <laughs> stifling another comedian in the middle of a bit or trying to right which tells you that he was afraid of something yeah i mean fauci also has a pretty big conflict of interest because he's been in charge of night when we've given like 800 grand to this um wuhan lab for research and so if it turns out it comes from the lab that reflects badly on the fauci and you know, it, he doesn't want that, obviously. So, I mean, I think we need to put somebody else in charge of the big investigation of what we're doing here. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Biden's not going to let that happen. We do have a little interloper here at the moment, and let's see exactly what he's going <laughs> to damage as we talk. But it, so, I, I mean, 
I, I do think that um, that this will. That, Don't touch uh, your cameras, please. That yeah, I'm sorry, but we've got three year old here. I do think that this was a very interesting bit by Stuart and mm-hmm. and um, and the, the fact that Colbert got nervous just goes to tell you. It just goes to show you. It, just like when Mike Bloomberg was was running for president, uh-huh. a, a whole bunch of organizations were hands off on him. In the New York Times, the the uh, people who wrote op eds for them were praising him lavishly. Meanwhile, at the bottom of every one of the op eds is a disclosure that he just donated a million dollars to like the charity their wife runs or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I think that that's uh, you're gonna lose your mic if you if you un- stop un- touching un- that. Un- unscrew it. <laughs> I think that that's phone? we're gonna see that more and more um, as I- the truth ekes out a little bit at a time about how um, how connected it, these folks are with Chinese interests. It, you, it's easy to see. Just remember what happened with the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, over the Hong Kong, was it Hong Kong stuff? Yes, the, over mm-hmm. the Hong Kong protests, you know, a little a year and a half ago, the NBA clammed right up. They yeah. castigated uh, the, the, the coach who dared to criticize China and to a person, the NBA uh, stars defended China, including LeBron. Look at John Cena. I mean, yes, <laughs> just because he called Taiwan a country, which I believe it is. Depending on uh, <laughs> what the Chinese are going to do to me, Alice, I'm on the fence. <laughs> on the fence. But uh, yeah, so that was that was good. It was that's certainly the audio of the day uh, right now. Or or actually, maybe it's Ivory Hecker because do we even know what's going on with her? This Fox 26 reporter. Uh, from she's Houston? been suspended now. Well, I would certainly think that's coming. <laughs> so this is you probably know this already. This is uh, this happened last night or yesterday, I think, during the day. Fox 26 out of Houston, Ivory Hacker. She does the weather or she's doing weather related reporting for this hit. And the anchor throws to her and she goes somewhere where they don't expect it outages across the region. Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hacker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. I found a nonprofit journalism group called Project Veritas. It's going to help put that out tomorrow, so tune into them. But as for this heat wave across Texas, you can see what it's doing to AC units. This one broken down as we. So, and that is kind of a historic thing to do. Yeah, they throw I mean, it to her. She starts off with the with a salutation, goes to the conspiracy, and right back to the news story. Yeah, it's sort of badass how she just goes right on reporting. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of incredible, because no. I'd be, like, shaking by the time I got through with my speech. I don't know if I'd be able to keep going just with my job. But she has been suspended, so that's supposed to come out today at some point, I guess, from Project Veritas, the information that Fox Corp is keeping from us, the viewer. Right, and she, according to them, she's been suspended, but that... You, uh, Certainly, she's fired. They just probably don't know how to do it right now. Also, depending on what she has on them. Right. So, but it's interesting. This is Fox Corp. So they're an affiliate of Fox in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you wonder what they have, what relationship she would even have to Fox Corp. Right. At all, unless of course she was trying to to run a story by her own brass, and they said no, or run it by Corp. I mean. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what Ashley uh, Ivory Hecker would. I don't know what sh- 
what would put her in a position to be in the know about Fox Corp? Unless she means her own immediate bosses are keeping her away from stories or something. I mean, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it, she seems... It's, it's a hell of a... Like you said, it is a ballsy move because her name is Ivory Hecker. She's a an attractive young woman. She seems like Fox Corp would be somewhere where she might flourish. Um, but Yeah, the- unless this is like some kind of... My guess is if she's working with Project Veritas... Uh, she's probably got something they're probably covering up if they're covering up something it's probably something that would be red meat to conservatives I'm guessing and then I mean she could have a career at like Newsmax I guess yeah well who knows but uh, but, but if it's Project Veritas it's not going to be like that they're covering up that you know Trump is mean and actually Joe Biden's really great. Like, you know, I don't think it's going to be that. It's got to be something like. Didn't I, didn't, didn't, I, am I wrong? That didn't, did Tucker not talk about this? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I, I must have just seen the tweet while Tucker was on then. Because uh, for some reason I thought, uh, I thought that, that the Tucker had mentioned it. Of course, which would be telling. So what does Fox Corp do right, if about Tucker's this? Are they, this is so interesting to me. I'm not. I don't even care which way it falls. Hopefully it's not a dud. Hopefully it's something very interesting. Yeah, Project Veritas can go either way. Some of their stuff is like, wow, oh my gosh, I can't believe they got this. And then other stuff is like, not. It's you know they cut it together. Right, in a and slightly- I don't think you know Keith's um, his uh, swagger doesn't help. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it depends with them, but. He's done some incredible work. That said, he certainly has. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, uh, I, but she calls them. Uh, she refers to them in this report in a way that sounds like she's not very familiar. Yeah. So maybe she's just looking for anybody to get the word out. Mm-hmm. And you look under whistleblowers, whatever Project Veritas would certainly come out. Although that would, if it's something damning, that would torpedo Keith for any Fox News promotion. Which he uses right now. Mm, interesting. Although he's been banned from everywhere. So who knows? So we'll see. We'll keep you posted on that. We'll update you tomorrow. All right, Alice. We've got some more problems here. Let's move right to culturally. Mm-hmm. We've got more problems here. Um, and but before I, before I go there, before I go there, um, what was it we were going to mention yesterday? How I torpedoed you in the first segment? Yes. Right, because you, you used, put me on blast for daring to say something that was used, lame. Yeah, 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 haggard conservative talk radio uh, mm-hmm. term. Yeah. Now, well, it's liberals too. It's just a haggard thing. So you said, you said, um, well, it looks like the thank God the adults are back in charge. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you sold it the way you said it. I don't think I felt that you were. Well, I was partially sort of being like a little bit sarcastic, but about it. I mean, I, I didn't intend it to be entirely, uh, you know. No, it wasn't a throwaway line. It just happens to be in my in my collection of <laughs> I know pet peeves. That no, I know that. That's why I said it's it. Not and I said it in that ironical way. What's that? I did you? Yes. What's that? What's but that? But then you yelled at me. So I then I was you. like cowering over here. And then after the show, you Check were like, tape. "You Check seemed tape. a little like 
not engaged Check in the tape. beginning. Well, maybe because you yelled Check at me tape. for the entire first five minutes. Of that the is show. not. That is such a lie. <laughs> oh, you are such a liar. Check tape. Check tape. Why do you keep saying that? What does that mean? That means check tape. Go to the tape. I did not. T- there was no. There was no such. Uh, okay, uh, the listeners can go check tape. Feel free to weigh in on that. On who's in the right on this one? Uh, there was. I did no such thing. You're absolutely lying. It was a, a horrific. Hi everyone, it's Alice Shattuck of Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. Here you can Hold see on, I'm Alice. in Go big chair one today. One second. Listen, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but I do want to check the tape and see the five minutes of yelling. I want to verify that. <laughs> I, well, I didn't have my stopwatch going. Okay, I'm going to... Oh, you have many problems with me. I don't even think you've addressed the chicken problem that you have with me oh, on the Jesus, show yet. Oh, that's a serious yet. problem. I just thought about that today. That can't happen. Okay, come on. Oh, wait, I can move this, can I? Okay, hold on, guys. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that... This is actually Biden's dead air. This is not... We're still here. Biden is not. I believe he takes 18 seconds to buffer while trying to answer the question... Okay, what were you saying about the adults being in charge oh, now? You, Miss, you go Miss, back to your... Miss, uh, currently in Europe, that was... So July. glad the adults are in charge again, two, aren't you, Tom? Two hours. Oh, Alice, that was terrible. That was so... <laughs> God, oh, what a wooden performance that, that, that line was. It was... I was delivering a you deadpan said, line of something also, that I know irks you. you also it was <laughs> meant to be ironic. You also said Tom in a way you never say Tom. That's because <laughs> I was delivering a line that I know, whatever. Now everything's you too loud. You just don't understand my humor. Oh, wait, no. You know what? There's got to be some kind of short. So, um... You just don't understand my humor, but then I was in trouble with you, and then it was like I was afraid well, to say anything. What then. was the other thing you, that you said a month ago in that in some space? Oh, you were leaning into something. That's right. You were leaning into something. Um, but the chicken situation, go ahead. So, so this is what we have. If you haven't noticed, uh, it, our house is chaotic. We're constantly outside. I'm fighting nature because it's encroaching everywhere, and I'm losing. It's killing us. All the greenery and, and, and poison vines and crap have crept up everywhere. And the grass is growing. It's been raining up here. We're near the ocean, kind of. So if something happens here where it just becomes a rainforest, and I, I, the, the riding mower is broken, and I can't get the, the lawnmower is tough, especially when the grass is shooting up and it's raining for days at a time. And we've got half-finished projects and wreckage all over the back part of the house. Thankfully, that can only be seen by, by two neighbors. We have chaos. We have in the house. We're always trying to catch up and to, to make the house clean. The house has not been clean from head to toe since, like, right after we signed the papers to own the house. <laughs> True. Um, Accurate. Right. So However, sometimes, sometimes it's a disaster. Sometimes it's not. So sometimes it's so to varying degrees. We're over the long haul. It's freaking chaotic, and it, it it it's it can be demoralizing at time at times. But we've got four kids, uh, one podcast. Various jobs and gigs, etc., happening, and all that. So we've got. It's a very tough pain in the ass, and it's it's tough to get to ever get on top of it. If we could afford it, I'd have a cleaning person. But we have too much bleep here. My kids. My wife is a very good mother, and she showers the kids with love and five hundred trillion Legos and other little things, etc. So they've made. The, the 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 scene in Star Wars where the walls close in on a trash compactor that's the two boys that that's their room right now you can you, there you you cannot see floor 
Um, and uh, and that's not you can see floor in there. I haven't been in there in a while. I'm not sure. Oh, God. But we also have an addition where there's stuff crazy. Okay. So anyway, so so we so anyway, but 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 Alice is a great wife and mother, and uh, great in this podcast. And I also am lazy and fat and <laughs> and um and a um sloth. So I'm not saying so. So anyway, I don't. You probably have the same your same struggles. You listening right now. You have the same challenges. It's freaking hard, especially with young kids and dogs and chickens and everything. It's life is hard. Mm-hmm. We are, although blessed, yeah, because we have a great house, even though it's three hundred years and it's had every form of varmint and insect or whatever has had made a comfortable mm-hmm. home in this place for whatever. We have a great house. We have a lo- lovely, healthy kids. We we are blessed. Mm-hmm. Our problems are minute compared to people with actual problems. Yes. But okay, so that so now I've set the table on <clears throat> on uh on oh and else also she teaches the kids and also she's a good person so they they if they are, turn out to have a, a center moral center of gravity that's because of Alice. And she also teaches them things like uh, uh how to read and how to appreciate books which their father does not. And all this all this stuff. So there's like it else also hasn't slept in uh, seven years, so she does none of the sleeping. Maybe ten, I don't right? Know. So, so, so that sets the table for our newest challenge, our newest division. And I thought of, <laughs> and, and I, I hand it to you, Alice. So, um, back when we got our stimulus, like at the, in December, because this is when you have to plan these things ahead of time. Uh, the kids and I, because we know how little Jerry Callahan brings Tom so much joy. And because it brings us joy, we ordered some new chickens on the internet. Which is, of course, terrible because one of the few good things about the violence against chickens that happens around here is it reduces the amount of chickens, which means few less chicken bleep, less chickens to destroy the play area in the yard where the kids like to play, fewer um, chicken responsibilities, few less chicken filth. Less guinea fowl noise to disturb neighbors and chickens now who wantonly just walk. Dun, 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 dun. Our chickens walk <laughs> to our next door neighbors and just eat all their uh, bird seed. And our chickens are bold. They they go to both neighbors. One one neighbor we don't really know that well, but 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 you know, uh, nine of our animals you know <laughs> feed on their greenery. Okay, but I just figured so that we're the, down to like half of so the we ones were, we got last year. No, so, so now if we the get enemy, the same amount is, again. Then the anim- we'll, the we'll enemy- lose half of those, and we'll end up with the amount we no, originally you can get intended. Another Twenty left. No, the enemy, which is filth and disorganization and destruction, is now getting reinforcements against us in a battle we're already losing outside. And that's why I'd like to give away these chickens. I, 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 I this, we can't have. That's like somebody giving us a puppy now. Ever, you not, and I deal with. No, well, actually, now almost are- exclusively you deal. You exclusively. Well, you deal with all the human. The Crap. chickens aren't that much work. And they're not more work if you have more of them. It's the same amount of work for the amount that you have, like, however but many But we can't use parts of the house because of them. No, not, I mean, the outside, like a patio. They own it. Well, that's an easy fix. It is? Yeah, we can fix when are, that. When are we going to do the easy fix? Well, let's go get the arbor. Oh, Alice, they can fly. Put- they jump over fences. They're not going to care that our precious yeah, arbors... Yeah, they mostly go the direction that you release them from the thing. They don't want trouble. They want to go... 
I spend a lot of time outside, Alice. No matter where I am or what quadrant of this yard I am, the chickens feel happy to come over and say hi to me. They're, they go across the street. <laughs> Alice, they don't respect boundaries. <laughs> they, they're pretty good. I like the chickens themselves. The mm-hmm. guinea fowl are dumb. I'm- but we can also, you know, I like them free ranging and I know you like them free ranging too. They don't have to free range all the time. You know, they can be in their area until like 1 p.m. and then be out for like a few hours and then go back at like 5 My feeling is that we have, what, eight of them? Seven. So, but... We we have have, four chickens and We don't even have an acre of land. We have seven chickens. What? How many... I mean, some people just... This is not a chicken wildlife refuge. Some people just have them in all the time. They don't let them free range at all. But that's not what we wanted. Well, no, I want them to free range too, but they don't have to free range all so the wh- time. Wh- Their door doesn't just now? have to. What? Where are they now? They're at Cackle Hatchery. Can we co- cancel our order? No. Uh, if you are in the uh, market for chickens, no, I'm not the... selling. No, we 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 can't use part of our. Then we should. Then, okay, then here's the deal, Alice. Mm-hmm. There needs to be, much like there needs to be, because I built a little garden, mm-hmm. there needs to be spinach happening daily. Okay. And there needs to be eggs okay. happening daily. Well, I put in the notice to the warehouse. I have been feeding the kids eggs from the chickens. My husband won't touch them because daily. Tom is daily. scared of the chicken eggs. I'm scared. I've been too up and close to close and personal. We don't have enough chickens to eat eggs daily. Well, there's eggs, there's eggs now. Nobody cares. Yeah. Well, okay, so so that's Alice apologizing to you for the chickens. There's going to be so much great chicken content coming your way on the burn barrel. If you are in You're the market for it. chickens, you let me know and something can be arranged. I, I completely... But, you know, we're not alone in terms of people in the pandemic uh, taking on too much in terms of pets. Is this a segue I should be catching on to? Yes. That's right, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I thought the adults were back in charge, <laughs> it seems that um, a young lady is in deep trouble on the internet because she got a pooch. That's one thing we, we haven't done. You know, we can lord this because the next door neighbors who are our friends, mm-hmm. they really stepped in it because they got a huge dog. A new Great Dane. They got yeah. a huge Great Dane. We knew, you know, we always know, we've been talking about this for years and you know. Every mm-hmm. time you get a big a dog, it's a mistake. So <laughs> <coughs> that isn't true. I love all. But dogs. and they already had a dog. They're great. And they decided they've got three kids. They decided to go to Great Dean, and they've got now the world's only extremely ill-tempered and violent, violent Great Dean. She's not ill-tempered and violent. She's young. She'll mellow out, like Pepper mellowed out eventually. I but that the- was there were a tough few years with Pepper when Pepper was new. And Pepper's uh, not seven feet tall, though, Alice. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you have a dog that's a 170 pound dog and it's a puppy and it's a jerk, then that's a lot to handle. So I like the dog. I I I like their dog. I have no problem. But it was uh, it was something that they were hoping would not be a challenge for them, but would add. And right now, it's it's, it's challenging for them. So mm-hmm. that's it. This is how we learn in life. Well, you know what else, too? Yeah. Um, is that um, it's chickens are much less expensive to experiment with and make mistakes with than huge 
purebred Great Danes. What if we start a coronavirus here by mistake? <laughs> All right, can you read about this pooch? Um, by the way, uh, spoiler alert and uh, viewer listener alert, if you're an animal lover or dog lover, this does not end well for Mr. Boots. Yeah, trigger warning um, on this one because uh, this is Madeline Bills writing for uh, Slate. This is called When Bonnie Came Home. Just before Christmas, I adopted a six-year-old beagle. She was adorable and violent. I found a resolution many choose, but few acknowledge. What are you thinking? I'm thinking... um. Not you. I'm talking to her. What is she thinking writing this down? I know. Asking for trouble. Last Christmas morning, I patted my bed, inviting my newly adopted beagle, Bonnie, to jump up and cuddle. My boyfriend, still under the covers, reached out to pet her soft little head, which was now wedged between us. I turned away to grab my phone, and it happened. A guttural bark followed by a human scream. I whipped around to see my boyfriend's hand covered in blood. Before I could figure out how to help him, he was out the door on his way to urgent care. Oh, Bonnie. It was Bonnie's second bite in the week since I'd adopted her. <laughs> Maybe- By the way, should she be disclosing that she and her boyfriend are carnal? I don't know, yeah. Um, so she was thrilled to adopt the dog. Everybody was adopted. I mean, that's late in the pandemic to adopt the dog, actually. Yes. Uh, last December. Um, so she hired a dog trainer. They worked on positive reinforcement, desensitizing her to triggers like the vacuum, which she had bitten the night before. Um, so she, you know, worked on getting a trainer. She bit her. Um, you know, she worked on it with people. They put her on dog anxiety medications. Oh, good. They didn't really do much. Um, Bonnie continued to lunge at perceived threats on the street like joggers, other dogs, and kids. Oh, One night before bed, she was squatting to pee beside a tree. She bolted at a man strolling by us on the sidewalk. She chomped into his calf, his pant leg in her teeth as he tried to pull away. Wait, who's who's squatting? Bonnie was. Okay. And then she stopped going to the bathroom and ran at somebody who was just Strolling by on right. the sidewalk. So I okay, okay. The train. She bit the trainer. There are no untrainable dogs. I thought only untrainable people. Oh God, oh God. See, I've only thumbed through this. I didn't realize that she had said that. That is okay. That's demerit. Uh, I became adept at fastening her muzzle on in a matter of seconds, which now I had to do any time we stepped beyond my door. Each time we came back inside, I tried to feel relief when nothing bad had happened. I never did. Months of failing to exhale helped me decide I should find Bonnie a new place to live. Maybe city life didn't agree with her, I reasoned, and a quiet existence in the suburbs was what she needed. But I soon learned that the shelter where Bonnie came from wouldn't help me. A volunteer explained that she was too dangerous to adopt out again, and their sanctuaries declined to take her. Another dog rescue told me that her bite history, seven bites, though that number would grow, was too extensive for her to even qualify for a special rehab program. Both conversations ended on the same topic. Behavioral euthanasia. Oh my god! No! I was dumbfounded to discover you could call a vet's office and ask them to do that. Suddenly, in my new quest to help Bonnie get better, I'd become the decider of her fate. Almost nobody willingly adopts a biting dog, and concealing a history of aggressive behavior is likely how I ended up with mine. I put up a post on a private rehoming site for her, making sure to disclose her history and her special needs. 
I explained she preferred women over men, couldn't be around children, and needed to be muzzled on walks and around visitors. Perhaps a single female hermit in a rural area would be open to managing her behavior for the next decade or so? I held out hope for a while but never received any inquiries as her bite count continued to grow. So did my desire to stop living with a dangerous animal. Uh, yeah, you can see how this is going. Even if I didn't, it did somehow find some. Even if I did somehow find someone to take her, I wondered whether it wouldn't just exacerbate her crippling anxieties. I realized I had a choice. I could send her off with a stranger, someone else she would certainly injure and who would perhaps end up euthanizing her anyway. Or I could allow her to leave this terrifying world peacefully with someone she loves. <laughs> is she sure? Is she sure Bonnie loves her this much? By the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, behavioral euthanasia is not a decision made out of convenience. Leave this world peacefully. Uh, <laughs> With Bonnie someone get a she vote? loves. <laughs> does Bonnie get a vote on exactly how peaceful it is? And if she w- gets wants to leave? Yeah. Um, Bonnie's last day came sooner than expected. On a quiet Sunday morning while I pet her on You the- had an opening? <laughs> right today? Sure, I'll be right there. On a quiet Sunday morning while I pet her on the floor, she inexplicably snapped at my face, though her mouth clamped down hard around my boyfriend's forearm instead of my cheek. She doesn't seem to like the boyfriend, I can tell you that. When he jumped up, she held on, piercing deep wounds in his arm and a hole in his sweatshirt. Any that... That dude should have just whacked Bonnie right there. She scampered away from us afterward, head down, trembling. I was so stricken with fear I didn't realize I was also trembling, forgetting to breathe. It was then I knew for certain I could not continue living with Bonnie any longer. I tossed her one of her favorite bones to calm her down. Is that what trainers recommend after that? Good dog. I'm just curious. I'm not sure she likes her boyfriend much either. I called to reschedule her appointment to that afternoon. Ooh. (laughs) Ordered an Uber and put her muzzle on for the last time. Then I hugged her for a while, still too shaken to cry. In the Uber, Bonnie, who preferred to sit in my lap during car rides, looked out the window, sweetly unaware. <laughs> Wonder where we're going. Huh. This woman put this on the internet with her like, name on it. Doesn't look like the way to the park. That's kind of a. Uh, in a few like a minutes, I was complex. led down a holly- hallway. I coaxed Bonnie to follow. A staffer showed me the room that Bonnie. Well, since needed I trust to you, okay, we'll go down the hallway. As he shut the door behind me, I heard Bonnie whine, a protest at being separated from me. I'm shattered when I think back to that moment, but at the time, she everything was there blank. With Bonnie? In the days after Bonnie was put down, I roamed, oh, this- I roamed my newly empty home like a zombie. I didn't sleep much, and when I did, I was startled awake by nightmares of being bitten. Crushed with guilt, I wondered if there was more I could have done to help my sweet beagle. I didn't tell most people what happened. What if they thought I was a monster for not trying hard enough? Instead, I made a post on Instagram so I wouldn't have to talk to people who'd been gushing over Bonnie. Rather than detail her situation, I explained she had an illness that went undiagnosed before I had adopted her and that I had to say goodbye. She was sick, just in a way that was impossible for most people to see. I used that to help myself cope. Uh, She found a support group for people who killed Oh my god. Oh my god, this is tough. So, so, so let me tell you where we are here, Alice. Uh, she eventually went to uh, to visit her moms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sometime after, I stayed at my parents' house in Massachusetts. Oh, great, etc. I mean, so I'm curious about the timeline of this because she adopted the dog in late December, right? Shortly mm-hmm. before Christmas. It's now mid June, and there was at least some time after this for her to go through her trauma and recovery and visit her parents. So. 
she really she had Bonnie like a well like what we have here let me tell three you three to what, four months yeah I guess let, let me tell you what has happened here okay. Alice we have a power vacuum in little Bonnie's life mm-hmm. she was adopted by an unstable narcissist psychotic who um, is dating a milk toast uh, effeminate dandy <laughs> that's true. Or if the, yeah, first of all, if, first of all, if you're a guy and little Bonnie is biting you, it's uh, Adam Vinatieri time. Oh, second of that's all, kind of me. Second of all, if he's a guy, don't make don't make this your your psychotic girlfriend jump in an Uber to go euthanize. Get your car if you have one, which you, as a boyfriend should be something you have. And you go take care of the rat and get rid of it or whatever. Um, I understand that she, the anxiety of having a dog that's a jerk, believe Mm -hmm. me, as we both know. Yeah. Um, That said, she is dishonorable and selfish. The dog never had a shot with her because she's weak. No, and she should never have. And because what what should happen is that these these dog places, before Mm -hmm. they rent out dogs, Should uh, have uh, prospective owners take psych tests, because <laughs> and then he should ask them. By the way, do you think that only people are untrainable, not animals? And if the person says yes, they say, "Okay, thanks. You can get a guinea pig, but not a dog, <laughs> because dogs gonna sense that you're unstable and an intellectual weakling." Uh, it you know, it, so yeah. I mean, I just I think that this dog probably needed more than this woman could provide. I think that that a six year old dog who clearly you know, it, any dog that's like six years old that's at a shelter is going to have issues. That's just the truth. And that and those should go to more experienced owners, not, uh, you know, right off the bat, newbies at dog ownership. It just it seems um, not not right. like a great match. And and and, you know, I I don't think that the three to four months that she seemingly had the dog is really enough to say that you did everything personally no no there could be a little more training and effort that could go into it here but she gets to have everything Mm -hmm. she still gets to feel good because she adopted a dog that nobody wanted so she gets to feel good about that the fact that she lied too on her social media and said the dog was sick when she got it and justifies that to herself by saying the dog actually was sick but just not in a way that people could see that's that's absolutely sociopathic behavior oh totally and then she, then she i killed the, my dog but i'm gonna lie about it on social media and she so put him on meds I'm cute. She, oh he's on psychological you know psychotropic anxiety yeah may, so there you go it's his anxiety absolutely i'll treat it it's absolutely not me it's nothing i can do and then you know and then i i um bonnie got to know that she got to pass into the ever after with somebody who loved her that's not true. <laughs> you not left the room. You yeah. left the room, you psycho. She let Bonnie face this by herself. Yes, Good correct. luck, Bonnie. This <laughs> person, someone who loves talk her. Talk about... Wow. E- I would look out if I were the boyfriend because I think... Uh, yes. How do uh, atrocities happen in this world? It's because people like that woman. <laughs> yes. Now, she is getting destroyed, I assume, in social media. Oh, my gosh. She's getting eaten alive on Twitter. I can't believe... I mean, you would think that like as a journalist person who follows news and you know sees the culture at large happening and you know pylons on social media you would know that you can't I mean she knew enough not Mm -hmm. to say on her Instagram that she went and put her dog down because it bit people 
right? right? But for some reason, she published a whole article about it and put her name on it and then posted it on her social media. A highly incriminating article. Uh, yeah. She gives you all the evidence you need to hate her. You know why she did that? You know why she went forward with that, probably? Because she asked the advice of people around her. Should I post this or not? And they're like, no. Ooh, actually, yeah. You go ahead and post that. That's a good idea. Because they probably have been around her long enough to know that she's an awful human being and just has been a, a, a force for uh, destruction for years. And uh, they were happy to let her uh, walk across the... But you got to know, even if you think that like euthanizing the dog was justified in the circumstance, you have got to know that you can't put that out there to the universe. No. You can't. You got to bury that for the rest of your days because yes, you're going to get Yes, because there destroyed. are psychotics out there that think only uh, only people can't be trained. Yeah, you can't do that. And, I mean, you're going to go the rest of your life now as the dog killer lady. So, good luck. Have poor fun. Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, poor Bonnie. Bonnie I don't, you don't hear too much about beagles being bad dogs. No, I mean, this beagle clearly had issues and... I mean, yeah. Well, when the, it seems to be that she didn't, the Bonnie didn't think much of the boyfriend, and Bonnie was not good with being petted in random circumstances. Bonnie had which is, I mean, strong there are feelings dogs, about like the that. boyfriend who kept getting bit, which makes me angry at him even more. <laughs> Stop getting bit, okay? Stop being covered in blood when the four-pound beagle yeah, are snip, snips at you. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't like the boyfriend. I don't even know who his name is, but I let's go after him too while we're at it. It's you know what it is, else? It's some. I it's still the French Revolution stuff. I watched more of it. I'm now a Jacobin. Mm. You seem to be on Napoleon. When I got home last night, the TV was paused yeah, on yeah. Napoleon. So. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, the two are intertwined, you know, as I do, you know. I do know. Uh oh, you, have you been knocked off by your son, boy, child? Okay, so let's go to something else here, since uh, uh, that was an uplifting story. Alice, oh, you're getting your hair done today. You got you and yep. your daughter. Sally really and I beautiful. have haircuts today. Thank you. You look lovely today, right now, especially. <sighs> uh, okay, I'm going to go to jump over to TikTok for a second. Just to see. Oh, no, no, I got to think of something. Remember, we played this yesterday, Alice. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Mm-hmm. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? And I'll continue the trend, if you don't mind, of asking a second question. Do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> to answer the first question, <laughs> I'm laughing, too. They actually, I... Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that uh, uh, mm-hmm. the answer is, I believe he is in the past essentially acknowledged that he was. Okay. Okay. So remember we played that yesterday. It, mm-hmm. it was an incredible amount of time where Biden mm-hmm. uh, shut down, was just frozen in time, was unable to think of an answer, was in, just shut down, wasn't even yeah. reaching. He was just uh, not there. He left us briefly. So what's remarkable about, remarkable about this is that even the network whose reporter asked the question ignored this. Yeah, he they ignored their own reporting. Their own guy, who's embedded in the press pool, there, 
they're not using his. Even he has not posted his own Q and A. Yeah, it's uh, a all little- of the media is ignoring this shocking and stunning back and forth. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to get in trouble here again with Tom because this is such a conservative media cliche. But do we think that would be exactly the same coverage if Trump had paused for 25 seconds in the middle of a press conference, in the middle of answering a question? No, as a matter of fact, Trump's G7 uh, meeting pressers, they showed all of the back and forth because they were all hostile. Right. This was the president departing his mind for a moment and the the fact that they've all made a decision no no pretend it didn't happen pretend it didn't happen like i told you when Doug, when donald trump called the the woman at the town Donald trump when biden called the woman at the, the, the town hall a dog face pony soldier mm-hmm. i was talking to a guy i was on a, on a tv set a news channel set and i was talking to a friend of mine saying can't believe he said that that's crazy and the news director came over and said what? No, no, no. It's not. That's, that's something he says all the time. You know, it's, it's from a movie. Movie. It's nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. In other words, that TV station was not going to go with it or show it. Whatever. They had made the decision. No, we're covering for him. And the fact that they were covering for this, that's just damn dangerous. That is dangerous because this was a mm-hmm. striking piece of audio. Um, okay. So uh, can we just get to, uh, I want to get to um, Lynn manuel Miranda, who's almost been canceled. Remember yesterday we played the In the Heights stuff? Yeah. Uh, which was uh, remarkable, where it, this group who put on this, who made this uh, movie, uh, wasn't dark enough. They were. Um, white passing Latinx people, colorism and pigmentocracy. So they were guilty of white pa- bringing white passing people in, and they were pigmentocracy <laughs> um, was at play. And it was very, very bad. And, and the director, Chu, whatever, uh, was apologetic and said, oh, you have to have more conversations. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel terrible. Now, <coughs> what did Miranda write it? Is that what it is? Yeah. So this this was a, a Broadway musical first that was his in 2005 before okay. Hamilton was big. And so and then they've recently made it into this movie. OK, so now the big man of Hamilton fame, who's mm-hmm. beloved everywhere. Lynn manuel Miranda. Yeah. Uh, he's it, decided to come out and, and acknowledge the controversy. He's taken a shot, too. Mm-hmm. I started writing In the Heights because I didn't feel seen. And over the past 20 years, all I have wanted was for us, all of us, to feel seen. I'm seeing the discussion around Afro-Latino representation in our film this weekend. Props for at least not saying Latinx. Yeah. Um... And it's clear that many in our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community don't feel sufficiently represented within it, particularly among the leading roles. I can hear the hurt and frustration over colorism of feeling still unseen in the feedback. I hear that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the work feels extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. In trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. I'm truly sorry. I'm learning from the feedback. I thank you for raising it. And oh, I, shut up. I am listening. Oh, God. I'm trying to hold space for both the incredible... Oh, my God. He's holding space. He's holding space. I wish he'd uh, met Bonnie. I'm trying to hold space for both the incredible pride in the movie we made and to be accountable for our shortcomings. Thanks for your honest feedback. I promise to do better in my future projects, and I'm dedicated to the learning and evolving we all have to do to make sure you we happy, are honoring Lynn? our diverse and vibrant community. You happy you played this game, Lynn? Good. Yeah. I also... Um, Sans culottes, Alice. 
yeah, sans culottes is right. So um, I also have, this is a tip from a listener, actually. Mm. You don't know this. This is a good one. Uh, this is a younger listener of ours um, who is in college mm. and uh, who is sharing a controversy from... I don't usually know if this is a girl or a guy, um, but they're sharing a controversy the from their college. Well, but it's confusing. I didn't want to call them they because part of this is that the person I'm writing about is a. Uh, Do you have time for this, they. by the way? Do you have to go? Yes, we're okay right now. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, ah. Sorry. Okay. Um, White passing Latinx people, colorism and pigmentocracy. Yeah, so there's some, uh, some stuff happening here. So um, this person had some trouble getting parked for this is a, a problem you can relate with i mm-hmm. think there's some problems they had to come into the campus to do a um covid test before going on to their other stuff at the campus had some trouble parking parked in a lot where they're not allowed to park and not our listener but this is the person that they sent me this from from their college uh and this person then wrote to campus safety to complain that they received a $50 parking ticket for being parked in a lot where they weren't supposed to park for six minutes. And they pointed out um, that there, there was no reason for these rules to exist. Uh, and the the person from Campus Safety wrote back and said that, um, that they know it's confusing. There's lots of rules. They're sorry that they got a ticket because the person writing in is a they. And that uh, that's still the rule. And they were ticketed for parking illegally, which you would think that would be the end of it. But no, because then they write back. Thank you for sharing this information. I appreciate that in your reality, it is easy to get around. It is easy to do anything if you put the word just in front of it. So you are right. I could have just walked as you did to prove this point. But let's leave the ableism out of this. <laughs> I'm saddened that the narrative about parking is so individualized and that my frustrations have been turned back on me as blame. I am sim- Yes, because you parked illegally. That's why they've been turned back on you as blame for getting the ticket. That's right. why you got a ticket. It's because you parked yes, illegally. Yes, because the person who wrote the ticket didn't park illegally. <laughs> That's what happened. Yes, you've made this about you. I'm saddened that the narrative about my parking is so individualized and that my frustrations have been turned back on me as blame. I am simply aiming to ease an anxiety and frustration shared by my community. So it wasn't really just about them. It was They were raising this for the community. Our students are smart and motivated. We will get to where we need to be no matter what, pandemic or not. But we are also busy and anxiety about how to get where we need to be is very real. I'm genuinely confused as to why it's so hard for the university to offer a small kindness in the form of parking. So you are right. This isn't about COVID restrictions, nor gates. This is about the much more serious problem our university has with inaccessibility and a lack of genuine care for one another. The reason I reach out to you is because the COVID task force offers a time to reevaluate how all rules impact the safety and well-being of our community. I am not just pissed about a ticket. Definitely not. No. Because it objectively sucks to get ticketed. I truly believe that adjusting the driving rules on campus will make students happier. This is an opportunity to recognize that rules must change as we do and that upholding a rule simply because it is a rule is a form of violence. (laughs) I understand that rules are rules. However, it seems aggressive to say I broke the law. 
Campus safety ticketed me, not the police. Please do not criminalize this situation. By using such language, you show how our campus safety program mirrors American policing systems, which is further... Yours truly, uh, Bonnie's (laughs) owner's boyfriend. (laughs) By using such language, you show how our campus safety program mirrors American policing systems, which is further reinforced by your rhetoric asserting that this is an individual issue. These rules regulate how bodies on our campus move and exist, and it is necessary to remove as much violence, both historical and contemporary, from the institutional regulations. I found the ticket to be white passing. To summarize, I am asking you to use your power to be generous to the student body here now and in the future. I hope you take these considerations seriously and have a nice day. Yeah. They, them, theirs. <laughs> Congratulations. That sounds like that kid is uh, going places. That's a uh, very impressive... I am, and thank you, I, to you our are now, you have for the first time made me side with big parking ticket. <laughs> Somebody who I have been at odds with now for three decades. Yeah. I've got my own problems with. Never once have you written to tell them that enforcing rules is a form of historical violence perpetrated by American policing systems on your body. <laughs> no, I have written them. In a colorful way, I can tell you that. There's no doubt. But I was not alleging that I was the uh, victim in that particular... There was a time, though, a couple years ago, where I was getting them every single day. And I was sure the mayor was just sticking it to me. Or somebody was. I even, you know, saw them before they came and said, Hey, hey, it's okay. It's my car. Before they started doing anything, they said, Oh, it's too late. We already... It's in my system already. I can't... This wasn't even in this system. But they didn't get flying. They... You know, it's fun after a while. If you're in customer service. I think the thing with the parking tickets is that the automated parking things, at least in cities like Boston, I don't know how it is everywhere, but um, I think because they know when your ticket runs out in the system, I think the people get a little alert to come ticket you. Ooh, that's pretty, that's smart. I bet they do yeah. because it's always like a minute after the time runs God. out. Somebody's got to come up with a jammer. Let's come up with a jammer. All right, Alice. Time to get your hair uh, done, right? Yep, it is. Well, this is great. So I'll post a picture of you before and after. Okay. You, what are you going to get done? Um, get we will probably meet you at the baseball game. Our son has a baseball no, game at. What pop. are you going to get? Oh, done? what am I going to get yes. done? Um, a long shoulder length bob, I think. Really? I you think look very so. cute. All right. Thank you, everybody. This has been the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can also find us at BurnBarrelPodcast.com or shoot us an email, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube where you can see video versions and you can like and comment and subscribe and stuff there. Uh, also, write us a review on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. Supposedly, that helps with stuff. I always see people say it. White passing, Latinx people, colorism, and pigmentocracy. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.